Welcome to Family Yields Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Walter. Thank you for joining me as I delve deeper into topics of family life through the lens of permaculture. Thanks so much for joining me today. I wanted to start this podcast with just a little personal plug uh, for some of the things that I've been working on. Um, I work in education. I've been a teacher for 16 years. And so for me, um, education has a lot to do fundamentally with how we see the world. And so I pushed a lot over my career into homeschooling. Um, I was a teacher in the public system, but also chose to homeschool my own children. Um, And this is something that is confusing to a lot of people, but I think lays the ground work pretty well for this podcast, actually. Um, So I have created some products. There are a lot of people right now homeschooling who maybe weren't homeschooling before um, and find themselves in a situation where they're either doing learn at home or they've chosen to homeschool their children. So I've put together a couple of products that may be helpful. The first one is a homeschooling empowerment course for those people first starting out in homeschooling, but feeling like they really don't know what to do, or maybe they've been homeschooling for a while, but feel like it's not really working. They're burning out. They're overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. They don't know what things that they should be teaching and shouldn't be teaching. So the course I've designed is really to help people to identify what they value most for their child's education, and then to tailor that education that they're providing to their family situation, their family values, and what they believe in most. I think education should be liberated. uh, So that's what this um, product is about. This course is about how to liberate the education for your child and thus liberate yourself. Uh, The second product I made is a motivation toolkit for homeschoolers. Uh, So if you are homeschooling and or school at home and having a hard time getting your child to do the things that they need to do, uh, this is a toolkit of five tools to help you kind of get over the hurdle. Now that that plugs over, I wanted to kind of segue into today's topic, which is self-compassion as a way of life. So as I spoke about just just previously, I think that liberation and education is actually an exercise in self-compassion. Um, and that might seem like a, a far stretch. Um, so I'm going to do my best to kind of weave this conversation so that I can make the connection there. What I think about self-compassion is that when we can see ourselves as the people who are trying our best and showing up in the world as our best selves and having compassion for those times where we're not really pleased with the way that we showed up, uh, but knowing that we still are doing our best, right? Everybody's always doing their best. If we can take that attitude about ourselves, then we can take that attitude about our child and we can take that attitude about our child's education. So if we can zoom out on that and just have a really um, kind of broad view of what compassion means, It does not mean that you're saying, hey, it's okay that you didn't, you know, do your math today. That is not what it's about. Compassion actually has very strong boundaries. Compassion is stepping into what it is um, that you wanted to happen, but knowing that you couldn't have done any better in that situation. So it's kind of a, it's got a, a duality to it. You've got what the desired outcome is kind of built into it. Because if you have to have compassion, you are responding to an outcome that maybe didn't transpire in the way that you wanted it to, right? So the compassion has to come because a certain outcome was not realized. That having been said, the compassion is what wraps you up and scoops you up in that vulnerable state of not good enough to say, actually, you are good enough. You didn't meet this particular outcome, but that says nothing about who you are 
right? It has nothing to do with the being of yourself. It has to do with the way that you were in the world, right? The doing part of yourself, but it doesn't have to do with the being part of yourself. And to tie that back to homeschooling, I think a lot of educational systems that are happening right now, uh, particularly in North America, are very outcomes-based. They want children to be able to do things. They want them to be able to perform. And when we take that attitude, we are missing all of the process. And it's interesting because I've just come out of the school system, like I was teaching last year um, in a classroom. And the idea is that we are trying in educational systems to value process over product. The problem comes in that the school system is devised in such a way that we only grade the product. And it's really, really hard to grade the process when you're teaching 25 students in a classroom because you don't have the ability to have that many touch points with those students to say, oh, hey, what's happening with you right now? Tell me, explain your process. So we ask them to do it in interesting ways and in my opinion, ways that don't often reflect their actual understanding. So for example, I might um, ask a student to put a journal entry with their project to describe to me some of the process. Well, if that child is not very good at writing, then all of a sudden their process mark goes down because they can't actually express to me what their process is. So my point here is that when we don't have compassion for the process and what um, what we're working through and the ups and downs of life and learning and growth process, because that's really what learning is, it's a growth process, and that process is not linear. So when we kind of skim over that, because it's much easier to mark something that's an outcome. And our society is based on that. If you think of any, any discipline, um, we want results, right? We want to see um, what the outcome is. We want to be able to say, hey, look at what we've achieved. Um, and there's nothing wrong with also valuing achievement uh, and the acquisition of an outcome. The problem is that we are hyper-focused on the outcome and therefore don't have as much compassion in the process. We don't have patience with ourselves for the working through of the learning. We don't often notice all the good that we are doing in the messy process of learning because it's, you know, one step forward, two steps back, three steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, seven steps back. It's messy. Growth is growth is nonlinear. So my point is that when we can move into compassion, we are moving away. We are choosing to move away from a right and wrong dichotomy, right? You got it right or you got it wrong. You passed the test, you failed the test right? And whatever gradient comes in between there, obviously for grades, it's not sort of pass or fail all the time. But there is in school anyway, a very clear definition of you are an A, you are a B, you are a C. Um, And when we grade ourselves that way, and school sets us up to do this for life, you know, and in life, we don't end up with grades at the end of the day. Uh, But we do end up with, oh, I passed or I failed at this certain thing. And we mark ourselves against the outcome. Did we achieve that outcome? And so what is happening is over years and years and years of schooling, we forget that the process is messy. 
We forget that the process counts. We forget that the process is actually where the learning is, right? It's not, hey, look at this thing I made to prove my learning. So we have come to exist in these states of proving our worth all the time. And I think that the more compassion we can bring, the more understanding of process, the less we are tied to these binaries of right and wrong, in or out, right? Yes or no. And the more we can live into the gray areas of not yet, right? That growth mindset. And what's interesting to me is growth mindset really lives in that place between yes and no. It's like, yes, I tried this thing. No, I didn't succeed. But if I tease that apart, I can look for all the different things that I've learned along the way, all those tiny little steps that I made towards what I want to achieve. And yeah, maybe I didn't achieve the thing. I didn't get the outcome I thought I wanted. But maybe the learning that took place was actually on a deep level what I needed. Um, And I think, for me anyway, I get what I need, right? So if I have something that doesn't turn out the way I want it to turn out, that's because there's learning there that I need to do. I need to go through those steps. And that learning process takes a lot of self-compassion to be able to see myself not succeeding, to watch that unfolding. And instead of going to a place of shame where it's like, well, you didn't get that outcome or you should have done this right, right, you know, And shame really sets us into that motion of there's something wrong with me. And that ties in really strongly for me with how we are educated. So that when we don't get that outcome we think we should have, or we don't get the outcome that earns us approval from our educator, then we go to the place of, oh, well, what's wrong with me? Why didn't I get that right? And that kind of pervades a lot of our adult thought, Um, And it's in education, but also in our parenting, right? Uh, Because there's a lot of shaming that happens of children, um, a lot of um, asking them to do things which are perhaps not age appropriate. uh, And then a lot of shame that comes with it when they don't live up to our expectations or just the way in which we respond to them. And this is in my opinion, a generational problem because we inherit the way that we parent um, from the generation before us and the generation before them. And I feel like right now we're at a place where we're starting to wake up to what compassion looks like and treating people like humans um, and knowing that sometimes the things that we're getting upset with our child or our Um, student about are things that maybe we aren't so great with either. Like when we're in that hot seat, or we're in a place of shame, um, our own shame, right? Not coming from somebody else, but just feeling upset with yourself or wanting to be able to do something that you're not ready to do. Um, And what that looks like, right? What does that look like in myself? Because when I can have compassion for myself in that situation, then all of a sudden compassion opens up for me to see my child or my student as myself struggling in that very same situation. How would I be able to deal with that? You know, like, because I still have, you know, times as an adult where I don't like what's happening and I have my adult version of a temper tantrum, 
right? I need to go off to my room and be by myself for a little while because I'm angry about what's going on until I can self-regulate and get myself back together. So this happens um, both with our emotional state, but also with our learning, with our academics, um, our intellectual state. Sometimes we're just not there yet. And I think sometimes in our educational systems, we expect kids to be able to be at a place where they're not ready for it. So This all ties together for my brain nicely as living through self-compassion. The more we can understand how we aren't able to show up for life in the way that we wish to, and to meet that with compassion and to see our humanity and to see the fact that we need to have slow and small solutions. We need to be working incrementally towards what it is that we want for ourselves and to not expect a great jump. Because in our life on a permaculture farm, the times where we've decided, oh, we're just going to go for it and do this massive project, most of the time it doesn't work out the way we want it to. And the projects where we've kind of taken small, actionable steps and had patience with ourselves, we end up with a lot better result. Is that to say that I can't do a large scale project and have it work out? Definitely not. But it is a lot more stressful um, and does put a lot more pressure on you to have that outcome. So I'm not trying to suggest here that we can never have focus on outcome. Um, It's kind of like we want focus on outcome, but also really tenderly holding that process, almost holding the process like a baby, right? Like that we're carrying and caring for um, this process knowing that the outcome is going to be that that baby's going to grow up. And one day it's going to be able to be, you know, walking, talking, feeding itself, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but not expecting that baby to be at that place yet. Um, and because we're already adults or because our children are already walking and talking and seem to understand what the rules are, we expect that they can make that jump and they can't always and we can't always. So self-compassion, really starting with the self, uh, because that is really the place, the only place where we can make a difference, right? We can suggest things to our child or to our students, um, but they can't move on that until they actually understand it on a felt level for themselves, right? Um, And sometimes we intellectually understand something, but it doesn't mean that we can do it, right? So, um, for myself, you know, like I do, I know intellectually that it's not helpful for me to shout at my children. It does happen from time to time, right? It happens because I just am trying to do too much maybe at once and pushing myself a little bit too far. And all of a sudden I blow my top and I'm yelling. Um, and that's not the parent I want to be. So intellectually, I know it, but it doesn't mean I can show up in that moment and be that non-yelling parent in that moment because I'm overwhelmed, or I'm tired, or I'm hungry, or I'm thirsty, or, or, or. There's a million different reasons why that might be happening for me in that moment. Maybe I have a story going on about something else that's unrelated to my child, and I'm already at a a higher level of stress, right? So to turn that into self-compassion, what that looks like is, oh yeah, I just yelled at my child, and I don't want to yell at my child, because I know that that isn't going to help anybody. It didn't get me what I needed in that moment, It didn't get my child any further along their learning continuum. If anything, it hindered it because now we're disconnected um, and I've, you know, put a little bit of a wedge between us there. So intellectually, I know it, but I watch myself do it. And to say, I see you self, 
wanting really, really badly to not yell at your child. I know you want that for yourself, but I also know that that's what happened. And it's okay that that happened. And I trust you. I know that you want better. I know that you want a different outcome the next time. And so to hold myself in that compassionate place doesn't mean that I'm condoning that behavior. It means that I want better for myself and I know that. And so the more we can lean into trust and these processes, the more that we're able to get back a better result, right? A result that is more integrated, that's coming from our place of integrity. So here again is one of the permaculture principles of integrate, don't segregate. So we want to integrate our self with the outcome. Sometimes it hurts, right? To watch yourself yell at your child and be like, I know better than that. But that was the best I could do. So that's where we bring in that blanket of self-compassion to say, yes, where where I see you and I, I understand that that's the best you could do in this moment. And then maybe the next time my child yells at me, I can bring that up for myself and be like, oh, right, I can't do it, right? I couldn't get through last weekend without shouting. So I can't blame my child for shouting right now and allows me to bring more compassion to my child. We cannot have more for another than we have for ourselves, right? Um, So just to return to that idea of integration, not segregation, we are integrating the way we treat ourselves with the way we want to treat our child. um, And we're really pulling on integrity there. Integrity is not something that comes from an intellectual place. It's something that comes from deep down in inside us, right? A deep knowing of what it is that we truly want. Whereas segregation would be thinking about the outcome, that I am separate from the outcome, except when I don't get it right. And then we seem to be really good at, you know, pouring on the shame and thinking about how, you know, we didn't measure up uh, in whatever ways. Um, so I think that this permaculture principle ties in really, really nicely to self-compassion because the more we can integrate self-compassion into our daily experience, the more we can pour compassion out to the world, to our child, to our students, so that we can really understand where they are and live from that place of empathy and really want so badly for them uh, to succeed right? And compassion, again, is not saying that's okay. It's very strongly saying I have boundaries. And these boundaries have been crossed. And I understand. I understand why the boundaries are crossed. I've crossed them too, right? That me too, feeling like you're not alone, feeling like, oh, somebody else feels the same way. And they're also making progress or in the child's case, okay, mom has felt this way too. And sometimes I'll do that for my kids. I'll say, I can see that you're really angry right now. I know what that feels like. I remember last weekend when I was yelling when I was angry and I really needed to work on my self-regulation. And these are some of the things that I tried. So for our child to see themselves reflected in us just helps them to feel so much more stable in who they are and what they what they have to offer the world, right? That there's hope, that it's a growth process and that they haven't got, they don't have to have it all figured out, right? They haven't got to know all the things um, and that we have patience for their process. Because I think at the end of the day, that's really what education is. It's knowing how to get yourself from A to B and having patience for the process as you do that. So, 
Thank you so much for joining me today on my little journey through understanding self-compassion and how that relates to permaculture for me and also how that relates to education and our parenting journey. If you like what you heard today, please head over to patreon.com and check out the Family Yields page. You can make a donation to me there or consider buying one of my products if you are homeschooling at this time. There's the Homeschooling Empowerment course as well as the Motivate Your Homeschooler Toolkit.